Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well spoken. Well said, Robin. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Well Said Podcast. I'm Bella, and if you're new here, welcome. On today's podcast, I have Brian and Stacy on. Anyone who knows them knows that they are so giving both of their time and their money. Brian and Stacy are such an example to everyone who walk into their lives of what true Christ-honoring <laughs> generosity looks like. I'm excited for this podcast to get to hear how to be generous, and how to give in a way that points to Christ. So we're going to be talking all about things, money and time, and how to give of both to the people around us. So welcome to the podcast, Brian and Stacy. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So the icebreaker of the podcast is what's something new you learned this week? Well, we just got off the heels of a trip to Mexico, and so I know that we have been reflecting on that experience because mm-hmm. it's our first time going on a short-term mm-hmm. mission trip. It was a very rich experience, very um, exhausting, but very fulfilling. And so still keeping in touch with the people from the church there and uh, reminiscing over what the Lord would have us do maybe in the future mm-hmm. for potential mission opportunities and certainly opening that up to, to the church as well. So that's something. That's cool. Something that I learned with this trip we took is um, a dear family from church was taking care of our kiddos, and our children told us that this family always wakes up, starts reading the Bible on their own, and then after they read the Bible on their own, then they'll start reading Proverbs as a family. So they'll start on today's uh, 10th or 9th, the 9th. So they'll start reading uh, Proverbs chapter 9, and they'll take turns reading the whole chapter. And I thought, that's brilliant because then yeah. it, we're still, we ourselves read the Bible, but then mm-hmm. this is more repetitive, keeping them going over Proverbs, which is, you know, wisdom right there for yeah. the young kiddos. So that, I, I started implementing that, and my kiddos are liking it. They're, they're becoming a little bit better readers, and they're also, you know, learning God's Word. Today we learned about the adulterous woman. So they were a little bit like, Mama, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll tell you some more. Let's keep reading. Yeah, that's so cool. at the end we read. I yeah. Mean, I gave them an explanation of it. Yeah, that's cool. It's a good way to help them to start reading the Bible on their own too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So this podcast is about generosity, like I said in the intro. Um, but something I think that a lot of people would wonder about generosity is that it might be easier for some people because of their personalities. You know, some people are extroverts, some people are introverts. Also, it could depend on people's love languages. Like some people like to give more. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are your personalities and how do your personalities contribute to your generosity? Uh, I'll start. Uh, I would like to say I'm a calculated giver. So for me, if it's within my prerogative to give and still retain what I need for what I need, that usually is my default position. And I really appreciate Stace because she gives without the prerogative. (laughs) And it challenges me to open up my inhibitions more and to see uh, trusting the Lord in those moments where I just feel like I want to hold on to it a little bit more. So my propensity is to save. Her propensity is to to give more. 
And so over the course of the past 14 years, uh, it's been a good complimentary challenge for me to grow in that area. Yeah, that's, I think we're going to get more into that later. Yeah, we're going to get more into um, like people who don't have financially as much. So yeah, that. Uh, For myself, I don't think I was always a giver, but slowly um, and through time and reading scripture and I learned the the beauty of giving and it is much better to give than to receive and always um, I learned being ready to have things with open hands knowing that God gave it to you and he will use it as he pleases so that has been something that's very encouraging but in that I also have to come back to my husband and check hey (laughs) what do you think about this yeah so I, I I run it by him so I won't you know, run our bank account on <laughs> zero. Yeah, it's good complimentary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why as Christians should we give and what is your motivation for giving? Well, I think obviously God is the ultimate giver, yeah. right? John three sixteen. God gave his son, but also uh, Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things um so if god who owns everything gave up his most precious uh i don't say item but gave up himself uh, who am i to withhold uh, in my in my temporal environment and my temporal existence and so that is something i i do need to rehearse a bit more um, but that's the basis for why we believe christians ought to give and, you know, God gives us everything free out of love and obedience for the Father. So yeah. same thing as my husband said, who are we to withhold anything that we have and that. Yeah, that's something I often think about is like I've everything I have has been freely given to me. So like what's you know, what am I to say, like, like to not give. Right. And you said that you know, you bounce giving off of each other. So was there ever a time in your relationship when you like made like this decision to be generous with your resources or was it something that just happened? (laughs) It certainly was not a joined decision. We sat down and said, hey, let's give this way. Mm -hmm. It was a working out of our personalities Mm -hmm. and coming through trial and error and some of those trials were very intense because um, our inclinations were different. So Mm -hmm. um, between the two of us, we had different expectations early on in our marriage, Mm -hmm. and those usually manifested in disagreements. Why are you you giving to so-and-so? Or why are you, you know, just handing it out? And in my mind, I'm trying to consider saving and frugality and so that was always the thing we had to work out. And over time, just sitting under the scriptures and coming back to the gospel, um, that began to work itself out. And in times where I knew she was right and I was wrong to be able to surrender uh, and to let go of a lot of the things I've been holding on to um, became more of a consistent practice. Mm -hmm. Hard as it was, it is better to give than to receive. And she would, put that and in, in right in front of me mm-hmm. so I was challenged uh, a lot but 
<clears throat> it did expose a lot of my penny-pinching tendencies. <laughs> and even to this day, I still have, I, I still struggle with it, but I have seen the fruit of that sacrifice of giving. And so she reminds me to trust the Lord. And at the same time, she also meets me halfway and she realizes that I'm a good compliment to her in the area where she might give a little too freely. <laughs> but I'm going to let her... Everything but the kitchen sink. Everything but the kitchen I'm going to let her talk about that. <laughs> yes, yes. So I was a... I want to say I became a giver without um, boundaries, which uh, is not good. Yeah. Because then I'm at the other extreme. So we were... It's funny because God placed us with each other. You know? So funny. <laughs> He's at this extreme where it's like, hold on, let's check this. Let's balance the accounts or let's make sure we have enough for three years from now. Yeah. Where I was like borrowing money to give to others oh. so that was an extreme yeah. end. and through time god has allowed me to come alongside and learn from brian and see how i can balance the accounts and use money wisely and not just give everything and any anything away one of the things where we struggled the most was in tithing oh. to church offering offering no it was tithing offering and financial giving <laughs> terrible so there <laughs> as a single person back then there my whole income was gone right there mm -hmm. <laughs> but then coming to know him and then just talking about what scripture states you know to give with a joyful heart um and not out of what just not out of an old testament israel tax, <laughs> Israelite tax. or malachi 310 yeah bring forth the first fruit so um god has taught me a lot to balance myself with him yeah and how does a christian's giving reflect their faith because like brian was saying um but that saving like um because that can be a concern to people like i don't have enough money so how do i give um if i don't have you know the money or resources to do it yeah that's a that's a good question so <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, we live by faith, not by sight. And that means when we give either to the church or to those in need, we're trusting that the Lord is going to be honored and glorified in the act of obedience of giving, despite how we feel, because all of it belongs to him yeah. anyway. So bringing stewardship into the forefront, um, how do we steward his resources, how we do that, uh, ought to, we ought to hold them loosely and give intentionally. Yeah. So those are some convicting passages that we've had to mull over, mm -hmm. and I certainly have had to reconcile with over time. One of the things I learned from Brian again, he's a wonderful husband, <laughs> I'm so thankful to God for him, is sometimes it's not the matter of giving, but rather spending time with the person, mm -hmm. whether it's going on a stroll, going to the park, going out to just fellowship, not necessarily having to spend any money. Um, that's one thing. Another thing is just, he says, sometimes it is much more meaningful to give a heartfelt card yeah. versus a box a of chocolate. A gift card. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not a gift card. <laughs> Guilty. But no, um, it's much better to just let someone know how much you appreciate them and how they have encouraged you and how you seek to encourage them as well in Christ. So, still working on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes that can be more meaningful to yes. spend time with someone over 
a gift or something. Absolutely. Well, it's still giving. It's just a different quality of gift. So you have gifts of finances, but there's also a gift of time. Yeah. Gift of energy, gift of a a qualitatively different investment. Yes, definitely. And so it's still giving. Um, So I wouldn't say it's different than giving. Yes. It's a different type of giving. Yeah, exactly. And time is something that's very valuable as well. So... Yeah. And what would a message be to those who hold on to their money? Because I don't know if you've heard the analogy where it's like you hold your, if you're holding your money tightly, then you're not allowing anything to go in. But if you're holding it, you like the money with an open hand, then some money will, you know, go out, but some money can also come in. What would you say to someone who's holding on to their money or being stingy with their money? And also even with their time and resources as well. Next question, please. (laughs) Okay, no, this is a message that I need to hear. Um, So I think the issue for me is lack of trust. I'm not trusting the Lord with my possessions. And so the call I would give to people who are like me and stingy or have the the temptation in the flesh to be stingy is to to repent. (laughs) To repent of that, ask for the Holy Spirit to change uh, the heart, and from a stingy one to a giving one. So Psalm 37.5 says, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. Um, so I need to to watch what he will do when I surrender to him in this area. And every time I've surrendered, he's been faithful mm-hmm. to bless myself, my family, my kids, and certainly in the context of the church, that has happened again and again. And, and so why do I keep going back to this? It's just, I'm, I'm still growing in that area. It's your thorn on the flesh. <laughs> I'm here to polish. It. I know. You make it so easy. I mean, <laughs> you're just like, here, take, take our fridge. Take. <laughs> Not that bad. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I had that ease mm-hmm. to just so freely, here, take it, and to do that repetitively, but... Yeah, so for someone, um, in this case, uh, us, it was just practice, starting with little by little. Um, It could be giving of your time, half an hour to someone. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be giving a small card to someone. So it starts with small expressions of giving. And then with time, as you continue to progress in that, it'll become like your... um, you're characterized by that, someone who is giving. Yeah. You kind of just mentioned this a little bit and giving a little bit, but what would a challenge be to those who don't give as much of both of their time and their money, but what would like a challenge be to those people? I would say a good challenge would be to know, okay, this is in context of budgeting, right? Mm -hmm. So you, 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 you do your budgeting, you, you find, where you can contribute a portion of your in- income to, I want to, I want to be serious about. It, so I'm going to give a category for mm-hmm. giving or hospitality. Um, and then I'd, I'd say the next challenge would be to know your concentric circles of influence. So if you imagine like a bullseye, with these ever increasing circles, what is your most immediate circle of influence? For us, it would be like a small group, mm-hmm. a church. Those are the people that we walk through life with. So those are the people we invest most of our hospitality, time, investment energy we spend a lot of time with these people and so we would focus on that beyond that then probably the larger church body mm-hmm. and then beyond that the neighborhood like people that we live around people that we see when we go on walks 
Um, and even in that, uh, we could check on the church prayer list, mm-hmm. see if there's people who have needs that we can meet on a given weekend, offer to take someone out to lunch, mm-hmm. take, take them a meal if they're shut in, and then just to keep your eyes open beyond that. But to have that as priority kind of guides. Yeah. It actually guides how we give, and that influence uh, is helpful because it's, it's more focused. It's not just like yeah. willy-nilly and just kind of fly by the seat of your pants. And for some people, they can do that. But for us, that, that helps to, to garner our focus. Yeah, so just start little by little. You know, you're part of a community. See how you can serve your local community one step at a time. What if, because this could be, you know, something that other people see in someone is that they're not very generous. But what would you say to someone who isn't aware that they aren't generous? Because, you know, like I might see someone who isn't being generous, but... Like, what would I say to someone who isn't? Because, you know, some people you can't be direct with, right? You can't be like, you're not generous. Because that could come across, you know, as selfish. You know, like, you're not as generous as I want you to be. Um, But how could I respond to that? We thought about maybe asking a lot of questions. It sounds like a possible counseling situation because... Some people are not generous, sure, with their money, but are they not generous with their time either? Are they not generous with their interests towards others? And so what quality of that lack of generosity is it being manifested? Um, I'd want to know more information as to, well, why, why am I the only one asking you questions? How come you don't ask me questions? You know, why aren't you being generous with sharing who you are with me? And if I could draw those answers out with some questions I think would paint a better picture as to where to go from there because depending on the relationship I might know the person a month a year and that would dictate whether I would be more forthright with them and say hey look either you know you get a real it's idolatry problem or I don't know you well enough and I'm just going to keep probing um, intentionally and and see what really is the root of what I perceive to be a lack of generosity. Yeah, so then how could somebody check themselves about if they're generous? Um, that's a good question. I, I would maybe ask them, what ways are you investing in other people? Mm-hmm. Are you getting to know other people? And if so, what are the means of you doing that? Um, when someone's in need, how do you respond? Mm-hmm. If there is a someone who's going through something are you quick to to show up are you more hesitant Mm -hmm. you know things like that just kind of gauge what what the reflex uh action would be and then take it from there have you found ways that um i would say if the person is a believer you know believes in jesus then it's a good opportunity for me to grow in patience by cultivating this relationship mm-hmm. that if they are not giving, you know, set an example. Sometimes people come from backgrounds or they're brand new believers and don't understand um, what we're commanded to do. So I would say just building that relationship with someone who does not know that they are not generous. And once the relationship is established, then as they see me walking in the spirit of giving, then I can 
speak into their lives just with my example and eventually you know just graciously confronting them of how they're doing what are their idols Mm -hmm. why are they so closed off to everything in in terms of generosity Mm -hmm. but yeah I would would agree with my husband it takes that relationship aspect in order to be able to confront someone Unless you just want to go and throw a bomb and say, bye. <laughs> you know, kind of like, you're so whatever it is, fill in yeah. the blank. Yeah. Deal with God. And some people, they can take that bomb that right true. away. Some people, yeah, even they, if you don't have a relationship with Right. Them. Some that people, they want the hammer of truth. <laughs> and so you can drop it. Uh, but that's, I would say, that's a discernment call. Mm. You, you have to know that person's temperament to the degree that you could say, okay, I've only known you for a month, but here, I'm going to just tell it yeah. how it is. Other people are a little bit more fragile, and they need uh, they need time. So, gotta watch, gotta listen, watch for those. Or they just need to be convinced that we as Christians are to be generous. Chapter and verse. And I know that a lot of people listening are on the younger side, like teens, young adults. So, what are practical ways we can be generous if we are, if we don't have much? income i know you talked a lot about time um but like what if you don't have much money what if you're busy with school or work um what would you what are some practical ways you can still be generous there i think giving and service are very closely related there's a lot of overlap and for someone who you know is on the lookout for a job or they don't have a job that brings in a lot of income young people have a lot of energy and, and with that energy, they can do a lot more than someone my age, you know, when it comes to, you know, something like cleaning up the neighbor's yard or uh, helping out at the church or just putting that energy to productive use in service of someone. Um, I think that would display generosity through means of service. Mm-hmm. So you're generous with your ability to serve. Uh, I think that can cross a lot of generations and it can meet a lot of needs, and it's something I think is very practical. You you don't have to go far in the church to find someone who needs help. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of shut-ins at the church and seniors and people who don't have the youthful energy that a lot of the young people like your age mm-hmm. who have. And so I think that's a very simple way to meet a need. On the other end of life, I think of the shut-ins as well. And one way that they don't give... Uh, like money or items, they give their time. Just a simple phone call. We've received um, a phone call from a, a member from our church who's in a shut-in. She's 101 years old this wow. past summer. And so she just calls to see how we're doing. And I'm thinking this is such a, a good example of giving where it's your time and your, your, you express your love for the person and you get to hear about them and how they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's something else that the youth can do, as, uh, putting money aside. You can send an email, write a letter, send a text to someone just to encourage them. Yeah. Uh, send a, a Bible verse and how has that been working in your life. And also um, challenge them to to give like how have you been growing in christ what have you read from his word that has encouraged you this week yeah that's good um i think stace really excels in that area where she can sit and listen Mm -hmm. to some of these older folks 
just spin their memories and share their stories and lessons it's so that they learned. to hear them. Yes. Not a lot of people have the patience mm. or the the wherewithal to sit down and okay, I'm going to give an hour of my ear yeah. to listen to this story or many stories and just be kind of quiet on that side, but but actually be actively listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think Stace was able to teach our kids that and certainly teach me that that's that's a very merciful thing to demonstrate i think it's a gift of mercy to be able to give of a listening ear yeah um it's not money it's not you know doing the dishes for somebody but it's still a form of giving so i think it's very very valuable yeah those are really good and um as a closing what would you say to the people listening what advice would you give what challenge would you give um from listening to what you have to say if you would like to uh donate to the (laughs) shaw foundation Foundation (laughs) college education our address is oh no i think um well we had mentioned before especially if you're attending a local church there are so many needs that are unwritten unannounced all you got to do is just say, hey, who needs help? And and start from there. You will have an abundance of opportunities to serve, to give, to invest time. Um, if you're plugged into a small group like we are, we would start there because these are the people you're walking through seasons of life with. So small group, church body, community beyond that. And it's even gotten to the point where you know we might find people at Stater Brothers who check out our groceries and say, hey, We've seen you for years. Mm-hmm. Would would you like to come over for dinner and and give basically to a stranger? And we've done that on several occasions. It's always been a blessing. Yeah. It's always been exciting. And so there, God gives so much freedom and liberality in how you can give. And all you got to do is keep your eyes open, ears open, and find out who which group you want to focus on and, and take it one step at a time. And as young people grow in their income and grow in their wisdom and grow in their abilities to to spread their wings in these areas, the blessings will also increase as they have for us. And so, yeah, I shouldn't be struggling with this anymore, and yet I am. And, 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 you know, I look back and be like, oh, man, all these opportunities that I've squandered because I was miserly or stingy or didn't have a cheerful heart. So... I thank God that he gave me a wife who sees outside that, challenges me on it, calls me out on it, and says, hey, you need to trust God in this area. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And I, I've, never, I've never seen him fail. Yeah. And so that would be my advice to people who are stingy like me. I would say look outside of yourself because there are so many needs in church it doesn't necessarily have to be financial needs, but like my husband said, just a hug. Mm-hmm. A, saying, a simple saying, how are you? Taking interest in others, just like Christ took interest in us. When you are focused on self, all you could see is, woe is me. I feel sad today. Ah, it's raining. It's mm-hmm. gloomy. The clouds are falling. You know, mm-hmm. you, you yeah. can make a million excuses of, Focusing on yourself and not looking outward and serving others more than yourself, um, loving others more than yourself, and so therefore serving them. So I would encourage young ones, middle age, elderly, 
look outside of yourself mm -hmm. and follow Christ's example where we were like, I don't know, I'm thinking of a, a leprosy, the, the, the plague, how we were just ugly in our sin mm -hmm. and Christ reached out into that ugliness and made us whole through his blood. Yeah, that's good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been a blessing and um, a good reminder for me and a good check um, for me. So thank you for being on the podcast. And I hope thank the so listeners much. enjoy it too. Yes. yes thank you.